This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hello, 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 everybody. This is Derek Somerville, and alongside me today in Colorado is the only man I've ever witnessed i'm sure there's others but this is the only guy i've ever witnessed used 42 gauze pads and <laughs> sand to filter his own pee to therefore then drink water afterwards mm. uh, how'd that go by the way was that good was it I th- fresh tasting we're gonna talk about the gauze pads today that's a good one <laughs> that's disgusting actually not surprising though not surprising no with me today is Derek somerville a man who once had a friend who was bleeding profusely. He had previously learned that you have to apply pressure, so he said to his friend, stop bleeding or you're going to die. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> like, I, I get it, I get it. Like, I pressured him to stop pressure. bleeding. That was good, that was good. Yeah. I thought you were going to yeah. say, like, I sat on him or something, but <laughs> that was good, too. That was uh, plan B right there. That was plan B. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. That was a stretch. Yeah. Uh, how you, how you doing? How you doing out there in Colorado? It's got to be nice and freezing out there still. It's not. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, I do yeah. have... <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Colorado weather. <laughs> I, I, People want to know, Carl. People want to know. Uh, they can't check yeah, weather. I know you don't know Colorado very well, but so last week we had whatever the... We had two snow days in a row with that crazy bomb cyclone blizzard. It's all mm-hmm. melted right now. There's like no snow. So. What I do know about Colorado yeah. is the weather changes seemingly every yeah. hour. And that's cliche guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like guy. the weather, wait 10 minutes. And speaking of cliche guy, that's where this title, Just Rub Some Dirt On It, came from. So cliche guy making himself known mm. for a podcast title. Mm. Anyway, yeah. anyway, tidbits for today. Yeah. I want to say thanks to Grady Powell from last week. He actually sent us an ursac to try out. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. That's so cool. I feel like we have to go like intentionally into bear territory just to see how it goes. <laughs> well, I mean, how's that work? Like you bring your bear canister that you probably are required to bring and also the ursac and just intentionally leave both of them 
where a bear could just have at it? What do you want to I do? was thinking more just we go where bears are known to attack people's food and just see how it shakes out. I feel like that's really stupid, but I like okay. where you're going. Yeah, um, I don't I'm think we're going to make it. that. I don't think that's going to happen this summer, but we'll see. You never know. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because if we did do that, um, you know, my wife bought me one of those beds that suspends in the air from, you know, you tie it off to like trees or whatever. Is that called a hammock? No, it's not a hammock. It's like, <laughs> okay. a, t- it's like a tent that you okay. suspend in the air. So I was thinking to myself, we could go hide and you know, hide. We could go stay in the tents and that would be, we'd be safe. We'd be okay. <laughs> that we would could, not work in, a, in we the could watch the show. Not work. We could watch the show. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> that wouldn't be cool. <laughs> of course, we'd have to climb a tree, but you know, whatever. Anyway, that, I just want to say thanks about the Ursac, but I like, I like where you go with this. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking to myself, like if I'm up in, an, in the air in a tent, how, I mean, that'd be n- not fun to get out and go pee in the middle of the night. You know, you know I like you, uh, that you're talking about this during a safety episode. And yeah, is that really yeah. a good call? It is because what if I fell and sprained my ankle? Now we need the first aid right. kit. So right, 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 right. It all comes full circle. Yep. Let's let's get let's, let's see any more tidbits. I do, I do. So the okay, next one is okay. we promise a trail name quiz that's going to generate a trail name on a future yes. episode. And it took some prodding, took some poking of Derek, but he got the questions out there and. Man, that was awesome. I put it out for just a couple hours, mm. and the answers came in, mm. and they were good. And so we had to shut shut it down, unfortunately. We did. Because there were so many, unexpectedly. It was like a tidal wave. Anyway, yeah. we'll get back to that. Yeah. In a future episode, we'll, we'll have the responses once we put it through the official machine known as mm. the trail name generator. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So next thing is uh, Backpacker Magazine came out with their gear guide for the year. Mm-hmm which is kind of just like an advertising issue. It's like just a big advertisement, <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> where they're like, who Basically. sponsors us? Oh, we should review their gear. But they did have one page at the end, which was something like readers spotting ridiculous items out on the trail. Yeah. And don't say, yeah, like you yeah. know, you don't get Backpacker Magazine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I can, no, 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 I can see where this is going, though. Okay. So they had, you know, what have people seen out there that's ridiculous? And so, of course, I look at the list. How many, like, I don't know, there's like 10 or so on there. Ziploc bags of drink mix? <laughs> that's not ridiculous. No, I'm talking about, <laughs> like, think, like ridiculous things people bring, kind of like for a Strider Award. Mm. How many of our items made the list? How many of our items? Wow. Yeah. Uh, how long was the list? Like 10. 10? I'm going to say, like, yeah. mm, I'm going to go with two. That's bold. Yeah, two made the list. That's correct. Is it really? So, yes. yeah, for sure. And, and I think one might actually be legit from our group. It was the the toilet seat. Oh, yeah. That made the list. And yeah. then somebody had a sword out there as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet. Final tidbit is we have an MP3 from our good friend Rocky who asked about trail safety. Yeah. And I thought that that applied to this episode. So here's what he had to say. Yo, Carl, Derek, B&B Rocks, and this is Rock. Uh, just wanting to throw out a general question to the listening audience, really. I know you guys have some answers for this, but I'd like to hear what other people think. What do people do to just, you know, just safety things in general, like to prevent serious disasters from happening? Safety, you know, from animals, safety from psychos out in the woods, safety just in general. What do people do when they're out on the trail? 
So Derek, before we get to Raggy's question, he he wants he doesn't <laughs> want to know what we think. He wants to know what the listeners think. Right. And does he think this is a radio show? I was <laughs> <laughs> just, just thinking that. <laughs> like we can't immediately garner answers from listeners like on the spot. So unfortunately, Rocky, I wait, what? I know, I know. Rocky, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not that huge yet. Yet. Right. Yeah. And most of the questions we throw at the listeners outside of the trail name quiz we had out there kind of gets kind of mm. trickles back in slowly. So I don't know that yeah. That would be a long process. So thanks for asking listeners. But we're going to go ahead and answer her <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so de- we're going to jump yeah, in there. So Derek, what, do you do anything for like he mentioned animals, and we've kind of I think we've we've hit that at least for bears like ad nauseum at this point. So what do you do for trail safety? I think it's always wiser to travel in groups. You know, if you can, uh, maybe like two, three, and, and obviously if we're in bear territory, what's the men they say is four. Um, I think that's step one. Okay, mm-hmm. so your response is like we're done talking about bears, and your first example is about a bear. I like it. Go ahead. That was not my first example. Okay. My first example was was <laughs> was, was hiking in uh, with with other people because uh, I think you know it's obviously safer. What do they say? Strength in numbers. Safety so, numbers. Uh, cliche guy. There you go. Well, I said strength in numbers, not Same thing. safety numbers. Same okay, thing. totally different. You can use that. <laughs> Call me cliche guy. Uh, right. Rub rub some dirt on it. Um, <laughs> but I think you know that's one thing. Um, and then I think another thing is to. Obviously, like we were talking about with the food, like hide, store your food in appropriate storage, whether it's an sack, yes, or a bear canister, boo, and, you know, do what you got to do, but keep it away from your tent, keep it away, f- keep it out of your pockets, keep it away from you guys while you sleep. So I think those are the two obvious things to me. What about you? So I had, well, two or three examples come to mind about trail safety issues, and one actually included Rocky from last summer, where we're hiking hmm. through a lightning storm and he's holding a sword. And <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think that that's not a safe issue or that's not a safe thing it's to do. It's a safety issue. It's a safety issue for sure. And so I, I think that, yeah, we definitely are not immune to making mistakes regarding trail safety. But then I had a True. further thought about that because he, he was genuinely afraid, which is, you know, rightfully so. But had he held the sword up to the sky, Derek, <sighs> and had it struck, had the lightning struck the sword, mm. would he have turned into He-Man? I was just, I, I think, I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't know how he couldn't. Right. You know, he's up on a mountain. The only thing that I would think of is, you know, that the handle on He-Man's sword is legit. The handle on our sword, like he could just pull it off. So, you know, I don't know if that works. The short answer is that is that our group doesn't always handle safety well. Um, I did have, I do have an example from a long time ago. Went back in my. I don't know, early to mid twenties, I think it's more early twenties, yeah. where we were along on a uh, part of the section of the Pacific Pacific Crest Trail, and there was a woman that approached us. I was just mm-hmm. with another guy, and mm-hmm. she was panicked. She was freaked out. She was like, "Hey, have you seen a guy mm-hmm. that looks like such and such?" And I was like, "And we're like, no, I haven't seen that guy." And she's like, "I've been hiking with him since the Mexican border, and like he, I, I do not know where he went. Like he has disappeared." He went off and, like, was ahead of me, and I've been hiking like crazy to try to catch up, and I cannot catch up with him. I do not know where – like, she was freaked out. And so we continue to hike kind of in the opposite direction, and we we find the guy who's just kind of casually hiking behind her. So somehow Mm. she had passed him while he was going to the bathroom – (laughs) <laughs> and and he, and so I was like, hey, like your friend is like really panicked and really upset about what's going on. Like she thinks like something happened to you. 
He's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he cares one, one way Yeah, or so how would you have handled that situation regarding trail safety? Well, well I mean, what can you do? Like, uh, you know, well, hey, we're going the other way. If we see him, we'll tell him that you're looking for him. That and, you're scared, uh, yeah. That you're freaking out. Um, yeah. I think that's one thing. Well, anyway, so what we did actually was we... This is before I knew that some people just get really, like, they have strong overreactions and just get really panicky for no reason. And so yeah. we ended up hiking, like, high tailing out of the backcountry to a ranger station so the ranger could communicate to, like, the next checkpoint where she was going to be crossing that the guy was okay. Mm. And we got to the ranger station, and it was closed. And so we are like, okay, I guess... <laughs> I guess we're gonna go home now. <laughs> that's so. This, we ch- that's a we tried to help, but yeah, like I, I've since learned that some people just yeah have strong reactions, and that's just part of their day. <laughs> and that's true. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, so thanks for the question, Rocky. That ends our tidbit section. And it does. I've got a verse. Do it. A couple of verses. Luke chapter ten, thirty three and thirty four. This is the story of the Good Samaritan. And so this is like the man who's traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. He gets attacked by robbers, mm. and a couple of people pass him by, and they do nothing to help in that scary zone. But mm. a Samaritan, in verse 33 says, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And so this is really a story about what it means to love your neighbor as yourself, and who mm. really is your, our neighbor. So I know you know this story, Derek. So which character from the story do you most identify with? Uh, you know, I think that's... I like to. Th- I mean, I like to think that I'm the guy with the uh, oil and wine, and I'm supplying aid and, and help to somebody in need. Um, uh, I'd like to think that I'm a person, okay. like, if I see you, I'm going to, like, make an effort to get you back on your feet, so to speak. So, I mean... Am I perfect right. at it? Probably not, but I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I've had a, a pretty good track record, I feel like, you know, being a lifeguard and, and being in that world of, that world of like, helping other yeah. people. And I've given a few people, including my own kids, CPR and stuff. So definitely, um, you know, yeah, I'd like to think that I would do that for anybody if I could. Nice, man. I, like that. I think you would be a good Samaritan. So, yeah, I was, I, my, my gut reaction was more like, the victim or the robbers, but I think you made a good case for Samaritan. <laughs> you think I'd be a robber, huh? I think, you know, I, I could see you. I mean, I hope this is un- untrue, but I feel like if I was the victim on the ground and you walked by, you'd be like, oh, hey, how you, oh, you're hurt? Mm, that stinks. Ooh, but you do have, some, are those Fig Newtons? Let me let me just, let me just grab some <laughs> of those. And, is that drink mix powder? I lost mine on the trail. I'm going to grab that. And then, you just, and then you just peace out and be like, that's so terrible. Like, who does that? But Right. You know. Right. Got to take advantage of the circumstances. Is what you're saying there. <laughs> and you would. No, dude, yeah. I think, no, I think you, you do your, your due diligence and try to help people out. For, for sure. sure. I've actually had multiple encounters where either a person in my group has been in need or, you know, somebody else from another group has been in need where, yeah, having either ideas or collaboration or just strip the first aid kit, like, that's been used. So I think there's definitely right. opportunities like that, not necessarily with the robbers, but mm-hmm. I don't know, Rocky was kind of alluding to that in his MP3 with the with the scary guys out in the trail, which they're out there, not not a ton of them, but they're out there. Uh, side, side note, just a second, what was that? I just got an incoming call from... Jordan, like the country, mm. Jordan. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, that was weird. Okay. Moving yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks yeah. for that. Hopefully, everything's okay. Right. Well, we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you never know. Okay. So speaking of trail safety, I came up with some things that people might do out mm. on the trail. Mm. And I want you to determine, Derek, if this is like adventure time or if this is just straight up foolish. Okay. Okay. You ready? Is this, is this trivia? This isn't trivia, though. This is, this is not trivia. This is just your opinion, and we can okay. talk about it. But these are just kind of some safety issues I just okay. thought of that I've ex- either experienced or seen or whatever. So first one is people wanting to jump off a 10-foot-plus cliff into a body of water that certainly looks deep enough, mm. but has not been tested. <laughs> well, I think you just answered it yourself. I mean, sounds like fun, but I'd say go, you know, slither into the water and test out the... <laughs> 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 go test out and see what's down there. Like, you got to check under the water. Like, you don't want to jump on some yeah. tree branch and impale yourself, you know? For sure. Uh, okay, so you say flu- foolish. Uh, it, well, yeah, foolish. Foolish until you check the water. Gotcha. I've actually seen this happen a number of times, and oh yeah, people have always like correctly judged. And I've actually never seen anybody get hurt from that specifically. So I would say, uh, and, and I've done. I'm I don't say guilty of this, but I've done this where like I've jumped off cliffs without checking water before, but the water was extremely clear, so you could see like right, what was going on there. Right. So right, yeah. If it's, if it's if there's a chance, not going to deep obviously, but yeah, right. I think I think if you can, yeah, if you're good at judging, I think it's okay, but generally safer to check for sure. Yeah. So I think, yeah, where, where you might get forced in that situation is if you're, you know, hiking off trail and you kind of get cliffed out and that's your option. You just got to go for it. Yeah. So scary, yep. but true. Yeah. All right. Next one. This one I have actually personally done, uh, mm. scramble up to a mountain peak that has crumbly rock. Crumbly rock. I mean, are we talking like straight up or are you kind of like kind of at a it's just scrambling, so you're like, you know, hands and feet, but you're not rock climbing. I mean, I, I class, don't know. I feel class like that's... Four. To me, class four. Yeah. To me, I, I think it's semi-foolish, but it's more... To me, it feels more adventurous. Okay. I think you know, if you... the way it's, Yeah, I think it's more adventurous. If, as long as you don't have people below you where rocks are falling down on top of people, if you right. do it correctly and even use some, um, some rope or something to back up, I think that could be okay. But mm-hmm. you got to be careful, obviously. Yeah. Repel through a 20-foot waterfall. <laughs> I'm going to say foolish. Through? No. That's, yeah, like the water's coming down on you and you're just No, that would be, stu- no, be stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm adventure time on that one. I would love to Are you that. really? Yeah. 20 that's foot. If it, now, if we're talking like 100 feet, yeah, you can get hurt. But 20 feet, I think it's fine. 20 feet. Okay, maybe 20 feet. Maybe yeah. 20 feet. But... I just think the waterfalls I've seen, I'm like, that's really stupid. But now I'm thinking, yeah. and now I'm thinking about it, maybe 20 feet wouldn't be that bad. Okay. I mean, it okay. depends upon the, you know, obviously the the volume of water and how fast the water's rushing. There's other there are other factors, but generally speaking, I think I'd be okay with that one. I mean, they're just deceptively powerful. You know what I mean? For sure. Even, I don't know. For it's sure. your call, dude. It's your yeah. call. Okay. Last one I've got is swim across white water rapids in a relatively shallow area. I'm going to say really... Uh, okay, I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say foolish, and only because I've had an experience with this. I've whitewater rafted two times: once in the Grand Canyon down the whole river, stayed in the boat magically. The other time it was in the American River in yep. Sacramento, California area, and I popped out yeah. of the boat. And I mean, nice. 
It was so powerful. It took my breath away. Thankfully, I had people there that like grabbed me and pulled me back in. But like, I mean, well, how deep was it? My butt was hitting rocks, uh, bouldery rocks. So it could have been way worse. And you just didn't. You just don't know what's underneath the water. And so it was. It could have yeah. been. I'm sure it was maybe like I don't know five to seven, maybe ten feet. But then there was parts where like the boulders are like you know six feet tall. So um, right. I'd say pretty foolish personally well okay i think in that scenario for sure i was thinking more of like the swift water crossing video we put out there with jared who who swam across last year in yosemite uh, yeah that's yeah okay that's different though that was a little sketchy but i was i was a little jealous i didn't have the guts to do if it's, <laughs> to be honest. well would you have done it i don't know i mean no i'm not the guy i think um in that scenario that's that seems like more adventurous i'm thinking like some okay. wild river boat. no yeah you're yeah you're you went to your personal experience yeah if it's like a river that's moving but it's like you know what's in front and behind right. it. And I think, yeah, why not? Right. Go for it. And so if you err on the side of safety, then obviously you would say no to all of these things. But yeah, there's, you know, there's some times when risk is involved in the backcountry and you've just got to decide for yourself, I guess, what, what's worth the risk, right? True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Safety issues, I'm sure will con- continue to come into play, but we also really wanted to hit up the mm. idea of the first aid kit. True. And we, yeah, like this is a tough one because, you know, I think, most people bring some form of a first aid kit and some might just simply buy it from the store and some kind of might concoct their own, whatever. And so I thought this would be an interesting thing to hit because this can actually really affect, you know, not only how well prepared you are, but just your, your pack weight, like one way or the other, like this can have a big impact on what you're carrying. So before though, we talk about this, I do want to say that we are going to be pulling from our own experiences and what we've used and what we find to not be, you know, necessary in the first aid kit. Mm-hmm. And so if, if anybody has like, you know, your own specific ailments or issues or injuries, this is not going to be comprehensive. We're not going to cover everything possible in the first aid kit. And certainly you can kind of gear it towards your needs. Sure. Yeah. We would never bring a knee brace, for example, but if somebody has, <laughs> if somebody has a knee issue, then they might simply wear that bring or have that yeah. just in case. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I, I mean, we're doing a list of what, like three. So obviously, we're not gonna, you know. Anyway, so so I just want to throw that out there before we get started. And yeah, Derek, have you ever been in charge of a first aid kit? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not for one of okay. our trips, but All other right. trips. Yeah. So, do you are you more the person who buys it from the store or who makes your own? Um, kind of both. I think I. If I haven't, like, if I haven't had one in a while, like, if I'm, you know, it's been a while, I think usually I'll, a lot of this, like, most of the, most of the kits, unless you're going to, like, Costco, like, most of the ones you go, like, Target and all these other places just have, like, ointment, gauze pads, band-aids, and maybe one other thing. They're okay. pretty basic, but, right. um, so I think if I need some of that stuff, that am I, am I low on that stuff, then I, you know, get all that stuff, and then I kind of add other things in, like, am right. I adding in, you know. Uh, extra gauze, alcohol pads, and blah, 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 and all this. Do I want creams in there of any kind? Things like that. Lotions. Lotions. Right. Well, I'll tell you this, that, yeah, I think that there's definitely the kind you're talking about where they're just a couple ounces, and then there's some, like there was one labeled a backpacker first aid kit that was straight up a pound, and Mm. then there's some that go kind of more like camp style, which are multiple pounds, and so you've got to decide, okay, is all of this stuff necessary? What do we really, what are we likely going to need and not need? And so I think right. that's where we're going with this. Right. So we have individually come up with three things you, you're probably going to want to include in your first aid kit. 
And then three things you could probably ditch and get away with it unless you have you know special circumstances like we talked about. Right. So we came with this independently, so we'll see who's you know what we agree with and what we don't agree with. I guess we will. I think the judgments are coming. Um, so I, yeah, okay. I, I feel like you're four, a little nervous about this. Well, I, I'm not nervous. I just know you're gonna you're gonna tear apart whatever I put down there, and that's fine. We that's might fine. have the same things though. We might. We might. So okay. are we starting with the one? These are the three things we definitely want. We want to include these. This is not um, comprehensive, but these are things that like we've used maybe okay. like regularly. Okay, regularly. Okay, I'm gonna say um, one of the things that I find. I don't. Well, here's the thing. Before we jump into this, I don't. <laughs> you are nervous I'm, about this. No, I'm not nervous. I, you say use regularly, but thankfully on most of our trips, except maybe one or two. I haven't had to use anything. You are just invincible. The, then, well, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe invincible to hate. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I, I think it's, these are things that I definitely would want to have in general. Just yeah. in case. In addition to probably like 10 other things that aren't on the list. But, okay. Well, let me say this, Derek. Maybe, maybe you are aging at a slower rate than me because I find that the older I get, the more likely I am to dip into the first aid kit for various Have reasons. you been dipping? I mean, yeah. Why? What'd you, yeah. What'd you do? You get a little boo-boo last time? Well, we're going to no? talk about right. it. It's on my okay. list. Um, one thing I think I found that I really appreciated having when I got altitude sickness that one year randomly was the um, having some ibuprofen. Uh, that okay. was huge. Um, yeah. So it helped me feel better, helped me get to sleep, and just, like, just, you know, get me back to neutral. So I'd say ibuprofen. Yeah, I... I actually had that categorized as simply pills, <laughs> like having just a group, because I would put them all together in some sort of like mini Ziploc yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So I would have the ibuprofen, basically like anti-inflammatory painkillers. I'd even put like, they have chewable Benadryls in there that I would bring with my kids or anybody who might have some sort of a, an allergic reaction. So you're kind of you're kind of so, combining like four things into one thing is what you're doing. Well, pills, but it's all in the same genre like, clustered together. Yeah. And the reason why I did that, too, is because I think one one issue that I've had or that people might have out there is when you put your pills together, like when you're packing, you know which pill is which, and sometimes they're actually labeled on the pill or you just recognize it. But after, if, if it's been a couple months, and you're like, oh, yeah, what's the white one? What's this yeah. brown one? Like, at that point, you just got to throw them away. You got to start, start fresh. It's true. It's true. So, so yeah. Pills. What do you got? All right. Band-Aids. <laughs> <laughs> that was on your must have huh yeah man like we like people that have like minor cuts or scrapes okay. we've been using band-aids especially the last couple of years we've been pulling those out mm. and mm. yeah and then if you bring kids especially like you know kids like they want to have a new band-aid every hour whoa 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 that's like a whole nother element though if we're, uh, i'm true. thinking I, we, i'm thinking we'll our, talk about adults we'll talk about adults. okay i was thinking our july trip okay yeah you're right you're right um okay, i think but still i would still have yeah. the band-aids like like one of my top things Really? Okay. Yeah. I think I put band-aids off my list, but no, obviously I want band-aids. Okay. Um, you, this is turning back the clock, and uh, I don't think this, well, I'll say, I'm going to say ointment, ointments, like, because, um, and like the, the reason. oil and wine from the Good Samaritan story? That reminded me of that, yeah. Like, like you know, what is it, uh, what's the what's the ointment you put with the band-aid? Why am I forgetting the name? Neosporin. Like, let's say you put okay. Neosporin or something like that on, um, and for like a lot of little cuts, like even at home, sometimes I don't even put a Band-Aid on. I'll just put the ointment on and leave right. it. Obviously, sometimes it's nice to have the Band-Aid to, you know, have that pressure on there. But 
I'd say gotcha. ointments, you know, to okay. help uh, heal. Yeah. Now, that was not on my list. That might have been one of my, like, things to not include, actually. Okay, so you brought the Band-Aids. I didn't. I brought the ointment. You yeah, and I don't... Well, here's the thing is there's no... Like, that whole triple antibiotic ointment, like, there's no proof that actually does anything with the healing process. Mm-hmm. And those tubes are... They, you know, like, that can add up a little bit. Well, that's why, you, that's why you bring the little uh, you bring the little travel packets. Okay. Well, I maybe I haven't seen those. Yeah. But, yeah, and I think, like, honestly, in terms of, like, all the scrapes and scratches I've gotten over the years, if I immediately kind of wash them out, soap and water... Versus mm-hmm. putting the ointment on, like if mm-hmm. I kind of cleanse the wound, so to speak, I'm less likely to scar up or have to have it get infected. You know what I should have said instead of ointment? I, w- I want to retract. I think okay. I had I had a small bottle of uh, mini bottle of hydrogen peroxide. Okay, I, and that to me is probably more important than ointment because cleaning well, a bottle of liquid. Okay, so is this what? a lightweight bottle or? <laughs> I knew, see, I knew, I knew this is where the critique would go. But I know, like, think about it, you're out there and you want to clean a wound. I mean, like, yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, okay. to me, that's really important. But have I ever brought it? No. Well, what we do have in our first aid kit is antiseptic wipes, which is on, which was on my list as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And so those are, those you don't have to bring a bottle and those are just, they, you know, they remain wet or they can be kind of the alcohol type wipes, which will clean and hurt you at the same time. Mm. So mm. that's what I would go with. But if you want to bring, you know, bottles and tubes and stuff, like that's fine. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Mini, mini, mini bottle. Okay. So that's, okay. So, so that was my second one. What's, what's your next one? What's your third one? My third one is, yeah. uh, my third one is, uh, you might laugh at this, but I'm going to say tweezers. I'm not going to laugh at that. I debated saying tweezers because I know you usually have somebody with a buck knife. So it's like, I don't need, I don't need like, but I'm thinking like, there's been quite a few times in my life where I like get a splinter and it's so annoying. Mm. And I I, I just, every time I get a splinter, I'm like, I wish I had tweezers. I wish I had tweezers because it's so annoying. And I'm thinking like, if I get a splinter, like let's say I grabbed a tree or I tripped and fell and I like grabbed a branch on the way down. Splinter, first day. Right. No tweezers. I hate life. It's just so annoying. I feel like you're more likely to get splinters like crossing a bridge. One of those wooden bridges that has Or a bridge. Or a anyway, bridge. sorry. That's what I was thinking. But I think I think tweezers it was either gonna be moleskin or tweezers. Gotcha. And so I went with the tweezers. Okay. So I th- yeah, I actually had tweezers on my list. I said mini tweezers just to be weight conscious. Okay, mini. Many tweezers. Yep. But I think we're in agreement like there. It. So I think that there's one other thing that tweezers are really handy for aside from splinters, which we'll get to later. But that's a good one. I like that one. Mm. I think we're, yeah, we're, we're kind of lockstep. L- let me ask you. I was going to say, I didn't have oh, moleskin because I typically have duct tape with me. And, and I don't know if I'd put duct tape necessarily with the first aid stuff. I just feel like that's a tool I use for various things. Mm. So I, yeah, that's like a separate thing. Mm. Mm. And that's a good point. That's that's a good point. Yeah, duct tape is very useful for bajillion right. things. Um, let me ask you a question because let's you know we had I was just thinking of the the Glacier National trip where we had that gentleman who was a total baller by the way, but he was running out of the park after having twisted or you know jacked up his ankle oh, really good. Yeah, Maroon Bells. Maroon. Our Maroon Bells, not Glacier National. Sorry. Yeah. And it made me think to myself like, well, what if we were out there and somebody twisted their ankle really really bad? Yeah, and I know this is a heavier item, but I'm thinking to myself, like, would we ever have a reason to bring a cold compress of some type? Mm. You know what I mean? Because uh, right. ankles get twisted. Thankfully, knock on wood, like we've never really had an issue with that. But yeah, that'd be kind of gnarly. I mean, for him, 
we cross many cold running streams. True. There is legit snow on the pass. True. And yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bring that. You were getting to our list of things we're not gonna bring. I still have one more one more thing on my list of things to bring to include though. Oh you got an extra but okay. No, no, I haven't had oh, I you, said band-aids and antiseptic wipes. Oh, right, I just right, agreed right. with you. Okay. Yours were tweezers and pills I agree with you on. Okay. But my last one is like a pin or a needle mm. for yeah, for multiple things. So you can be, you know, you can obviously drain blisters. Okay. And okay. if you're really So I can't I can't good. puncture my blister with a buck knife? Is that um I've actually done that before and it's not you're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> with a buck so. knife? Really? <laughs> Well, with a, with a knife. I don't know if it's a buck knife. Okay, but, well. Yeah. Either way. Either way. And then the other thing, if you're really tough mm. and you get a pretty deep wound, you can stitch yourself up. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Or have somebody else do that for you. Okay, so those are, those are mine. There's a couple other things I would include. And by the way, when I, when I say some of these things like Band-Aids, like you don't want to bring like 25 Band-Aids unless you really have an issue. You're, you know, you're an true. easy bleeder or whatever, but... I just you know a handful. Of these Would you bring like a like a ball of yarn then if you want to stitch people up? <laughs> ball of yarn <laughs> or twine. Because they because they use they use twine and yarn for stitching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you Coloradians bring, but uh, uh, there's some thread that's used for that. Right. But you could you could kind of take some thread off of some things. You so have just bring you. like a little travel sewing kit. That's all you gotta do. Hey, I, I'm not exactly. That. People do that. That's another thing people mm-hmm. bring in case they get tears in their pack and stuff. It's true. I'm not that guy though. But all right, Derek, what three? Okay, so you you're you're excited to talk about the things you're gonna ditch. So go for I'm it. I'm excited one? about all of it. Uh, okay, the first <laughs> thing I probably would not include is um, a sterile iPad. I'm not gonna do it. It's it's a sterile iPad. In a lot of the in a lot of the in a lot of the first what aid kits. What are you kit, talking about? In a lot of the. Um, comprehensive first aid packs you have you have gauze yep you have dressing pads yep you also have sterile ipads like just for your eye like oh really, <laughs> like an ipad <laughs> like if, you have no idea what i was thinking of when you said that <laughs> what were you thinking do you know what an ipad is <laughs> oh, oh like an ipad <laughs> oh my gosh dude you got some i was problems. like a tablet in your first aid kit <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, that makes sense oh my now. Gosh. I get, I gotcha. A pad <sighs> for your eye. I think uh, <laughs> for the rest of eternity, I'm going to be using that as ammunition against you. Um, sterile <laughs> against <laughs> me? You're the one to the sterile iPad? Are you kidding? It's me? a sterile iPad. It's a sterile iPad. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring, don't bring a tablet, guys, in your first aid kit. That's not what I meant. That's what you, you can't, thought. You can't look up YouTube videos about how to heal people. Carl trying to <laughs> flip it around on me when he thought it was a piece of technology. <laughs> a sterile iPad, dude, for your eyeball. You got problems. Okay. You got problems. <laughs> you got problems. Okay. When you said that, I have a feeling that most of the listeners out there thought of the tablet. Uh, let's put that to the poll. Okay. Post it up there, guys. <laughs> so what did you think I was talking about? Oh, my goodness. Did you? I think most of the B&B people knew, and you went off the deep end and went weird mode. We should have, we should, you know what? That's fine. We should put a poll together, like, after every four episodes or so of things where I think people are going to react one way and you feel differently, and we just put it out there. It's funny that I was not even thinking that whatsoever, and you totally went technology route with iPad. That was pretty funny. I think it maybe is how you said it. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, I like your answer. Yes, the iPad is not going to be the pad for your eye is not going to be. <laughs> oh my goodness. A, 
if a common thing to use. If you get a stick impaled in your eye, I'll hold up that tablet right right to it. Yeah. There's a steak. I think you have, have a picture of a steak, like a like a piece of meat steak on just on the iPad, and I'll put that right <laughs> on top of your. It'll be perfect. It'll be Thank perfect. you. Yeah. All right. What's yours? So I, you mentioned like all the gauze and the, and the pads, like that's going to be, I think, up to you as far as how much you bring. And one thing that typically goes with the gauze and some of the kind of the nonstick pads mm. is the dreaded white tape. Mm. Is that called medical tape? I don't know what that's called. Yeah. I mean, it can be. Like we have yeah. some of that for my girls. Like there's, there's paper medical tape and there's plastic medical tape. You probably have some, some good stuff. The, the kind that comes with your first aid kit. Yeah. Let me just say, I'd, I would just rather use the duct tape because the duct tape you can tear, it's going to stick, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. white tape it might work like it might work out of the package. Yeah, but that stuff gets old fast, and then it's just it's not even usable. And so if you have it in there for a year, I'll agree with you on that because we ha- we stick it on the wall to hold up certain medical stuff for the girls and my girls, and it wears off after a while. And so I'm thinking, like, if you're out there with dust and dirt and stuff, it's like, right. it's gonna duct tape's gonna be way better. I mean, if you haven't used it, let's say you haven't used that part of your first aid kit in you know a year, and you just haven't replaced it, mm-hmm. at that point you start using it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't stick very well. I mean, that's true. The only problem with like the well, like duct tape and like other super gnarly tapes like that, like if you put them on your foot, that's one thing. But like if you put them, like I've used, I put a type of duct tape on my arm one time for something, and I kept it on there for like a while. And then I tried okay. to take it off, and some of my skin came off. Right. So it was like, it was insane. I have not had that experience. Yeah, it was bad. I did not even. Well, how exp- long? How long are we talking? How long did you have it on there for? Oh gosh, I want to say like, I don't even remember. This is a long time ago. It was in New Zealand. And it was like seven hours, six hours. Oh, interesting. I thought you meant like days and days. No, it was on for a while. Okay, but I can see it tear. Maybe you need to grow some more arm hair. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's I do. still painful, but yeah. not as bad. That's true. All right, so so, so the white tape is mine. What's your white next one? Ta- okay, my next one is uh, scissors. I don't I don't feel like we really need scissors because uh, mm. you have you have people with knives uh, that can cut things. <laughs> do I need Are you scissors? talking about like the know. ones with the, like the curvy scissors that can slide under the white tape? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just talking about the pointy, super sharp scissors. Just specifying. Which, maybe specifying. they could double as like your pointy needle thing. I mean, no, you can't really sew with them though. If I no, if I need not, stitches, we're not sewing with scissors. That's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's true. Okay. Okay. Scissors were actually on my list too, so that's a good one. Okay. And those are again when you add up all these little things that that's a that's a heavier item in your pack. Yeah. Totally and true. so yeah. All right. One that I found common for backpackers, and mm. this you might bring this for kids, but I w- I still wouldn't even bring this for kids, mm. is something called an afterbite, which. If you've been lit up by the mosquitoes and you want to put some sort of, you know, one of your ointments on to, to make them not itch as bad, hmm. that's what you use. And I've had this in my first aid kit sometimes forever, and I've never used it. Just easy thing to ditch, in my opinion. Hmm. If you're super sensitive, though, to to the, you know, the itchiness of the mosquito bites, maybe maybe use that. I don't know. There's still a company. Somebody's using it. That's true. That's true. I don't. Yeah, I I'm kind of whatever with the mosquito bites, but if they, we do know people that just get eaten alive, so that might be more uh, yeah, so my third thing is I, I debated. I'm going to say disposable gloves. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I really – yeah, it's nice to be like all – we have a bajillion of them at our house um, for the nurses that we have here. But I think if I'm out on the trail, 
I don't know. Am I really gonna have time to be like, okay, you're you're in excruciating pain? And there's, yeah. You know, let me get my gloves out. Hold on. Like, I think I'm just gonna go help you. You know, and and right, and just try to get to it because I'm gonna get. I'm already dirty anyway. Like a lot of those lightweight, a lot of those lightweight kits don't even come with those. Depends on the kit. That's what's weird. How comprehensive? Yeah. No, the, the you're right. The bigger ones do. That's that's one I wouldn't bring as well. And it's probably safer to, and more sterile, obviously, to it use is. those. But that's not one that would be for It is. Yeah. I've never been in a situation where those have been needed. Let's let's put it that way. Right. We're not doing surgery out there. Uh, I probably I might even use the pla- the rubber rubbery plastic disposable latex gloves for something else. You know, like uh, okay. You know, I might even cut them up and use, use them for something else. But repelling down a waterfall. Maybe. Maybe it's true. My next one, or yeah, I guess my last one is the this is kind of relating to the to the ankle injury guy is the ace bandage oh yeah yeah those you'll find in certain kits and i think that if you tend to have ankle problems you should probably have some sort of an ankle brace you bring with you Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. i twist my ankle almost every single trip and just i i would not put an ace bandage on like i just try to tough it out or take some ibuprofen whatever you're hardcore man so i wouldn't have that with me ace bandage it is it is it can be bulky and a little heavy for sure my honorable mention that didn't that I I was gonna put it on the list, but every first aid kit yep. comes with a booklet. Oh, do yeah. I need the booklet? Don't need it. You throw it out. If you're pro- if you're reading the booklet, things are probably not going very well. That <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> this is how you put a bandaid right. on. I did have an honorable mention as well as something to ditch too. And this is I don't even know if these are around anymore, but like back in my days, you, you call these like the super race days where I was doing all these adventure mm. races, we had to have a pretty extensive first aid kit. And one thing they required was something called a Sawyer snake bite kit. Mm. And this was meant to extract the venom out if you got bit by a snake. Yeah. And what they, after doing some testing, they proved that that actually increased your likelihood of dying by using this because it just, in, the way that it used it spread the venom and like increased more, I don't know, there's more infection mm. issues. And so if you still have one of these laying around and like just throw it away. So what would you guys do if you got bit by a snake out there? So at, th- at that point, you got it. Well, that's a that's another safety issue too. You have to yeah immobilize the person, especially whatever appendage they got. You know they got bit on. Then yeah, go for help. Basically, I will say though that they're a pretty high percentage of snake bites are dry bites. So even if it's a venomous snake. It does, there's no guarantee that they've actually released their venom into you because they know they're not going to consume you. The snakes aren't big enough. So that's true. Yeah. Side side note on that one. That's a. I forget the percentage. It's helpful to know. If you're safety and first aid conscious, like you might be the kind of person that brings like an AED machine out there. Yes. And have everything you can possibly have. So, but if you can tailor it to whatever your needs, I, you should be able to get a first aid kit down under four ounces. Mm. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Four to five ounces seems about solid. If you can get out all okay. the stuff you need in there. And we are open to feedback on this one, too. If we forgot something you feel like is essential or, you know, things that we sh- we could ditch easily as well, feel free to give us some feedback on that. And, yeah, maybe you've had experiences that where you need some of these things we say to ditch, and we just haven't. So, again, it's kind of... there. Well, we, we found out uh, on one of our trips recently we needed some uh, safety pins, right? Yeah, I mentioned the pin or the needle. Some- yeah, somebody's not for first aid, but for other... But like to put the um, the safety pin to put the shoes back together. We right. had some shoes break. Yep. So there's other things. You can use it. Yeah. So. can MacGyver it, as you would say, you know, depending yeah. upon what issue you have. All right. So that, sure. that's what we came up with. And it's time for trivia, my friend. Let's do some trivia. All right. So you've had trivia for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. It is now time for me to put the trivia out to you. Put it out. I'm ready. 
Do you remember what we talked? We talked about this like while we weren't recording our our kind of trivia strategies for each other. Do you remember we were talking about this? Trivia strategies? Yeah, <clears throat> like when we create trivia for each other. The randomness of the questions. You were trying to you try to stump me on some questions, right? Oh, oh, right, right, right. And then my strategy is to ask reasonable questions and hope that you just get them wrong still. It's kind of funny. I don't know if it's reasonable. There's some questions you've had like, this is not reasonable. Okay. Well, reasonable in my world. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to describe an ailment. Okay. And you've got to tell me what item in your first aid kit you would use to Mm. treat the ailment. Okay. And so we've talked about some of these things already, so I'm hoping that you'll come up with... And who has the ailment? Do you have the ailment and I'm treating you? We can go that route if that helps you decide, decide what you're going to do. Okay. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Because there's one, there's one piece of... Uh, we probably wouldn't even have this with us, but I'm going to make sure I bring it now that I'm treating okay. you. So this is something I'd probably include in every single okay. incident. You know, I, I think I'll just, I'll just assign people to these ailments. So here we go. Okay. I'll start with myself. So I was rubbing against up some bushes, and I got a tick embedded in my, the, you know, how they embed the head into your skin. And so I've got a yeah, tick stuck yeah. there. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. I need some help, Derek. First, I'm going to get the shock blanket, because you're going to be in shock. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it around you. I'm going to say, Carl, it's okay. It's all right, dude. It's, it's going to be okay. What Somebody just told me this. I've never had a tick. It was either like, they, they said, don't use the tweezers. You know, like, it was like, burn it out? Or something like that. Okay. I, I'm leaning towards like get the tweezers because we talked about the tweezers and, and pull it out, but then you don't want to. I'm suffering here with the tick you in me. You're just like, I don't know what to do. I want to get my buck knife and just like pry it out, but that's, <laughs> you're going to be, but you do have your shock blanket on. I want to say it was, I want to say it was something like burn it out from the back. Like, do I get some type of match and so just. You're going to light me on fire. No, I'm not going to light you on fire. I'm going to light the tick on fire. And then it. So match? Not a well. Was it? it had, I think it had something to do with fire, like burn the thing. Or yeah. So are you gonna use? Well, you're saying fire. I'm thinking campfire. So are you? What are you gonna do? I'll put your like head. I'm gonna just put your head into the campfire. And no, my head. I'm gonna <laughs> just jam it in there. That would be tempting. Um, no, probably just gonna match and hold it up to the butt of the tick, and then okay. try to kill it, and then. We'll pull it out. I think it's more like old school wisdom is 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 do that because like the heat will make the tick actually remove itself and like you know they they'll want to not be in danger. This is coming from relatives that I have that live in Oklahoma that get ticks. So this is what they okay. do. I don't know if it's like the best thing to do, but everything I've read recently is use the mini tweezers and kind of just slowly wriggle it out. So I've actually used the match technique and the tweezer technique, and both I've had success with. Um, but that's on other people, so it's e- easy for me to you know practice when it's not myself. That's true. And I'd lean toward I would lean toward the mini tweezers, obviously. But I think I, I always not always I have heard quite a few times where people are like, "Well, if you do that, then you're gonna just pull the body off, and the head's gonna stay in there." Like then what? Right. So right. I don't yep. Know. You don't want that to happen for sure. So it's funny that I have, I actually have not had a tick either. And I know like our East coast listeners or, you know, people from Missouri and Oklahoma, like they probably have ticks all the time mm, or yeah. they get them in their animals, whatever. And I've had, I've been out on trail runs. Like I was out on trail with Rocky actually. And he got, I think two one time on the same what? run. I got none. How did yeah. he, how do you, how does he just get them by running though? Like where do they, they're just hanging out on the edges of, you know, certain bushes and grasses and they, Attach themselves to you. So, so how did he get up? What did he do to get them out? Did he pull it I, out? I, 
I think I did the, uh, that was like a long time ago. I think I did the, the match technique on that one. Oh, did you? So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Might be a combo, tweezers and match. Can't go wrong. I don't, you, you can go wrong for sure. There's a way to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assign this next one to you. And right. you get a hand blister from aggressively Ooh. using your trekking poles. Like, you know, like kind of in between your f- forefinger and your, your index finger and your thumb. B&B listeners, another yeah. input. Uh, I just got a ran- another random, a second call from the country of Jordan. <laughs> and then they hung up. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> I, I'd probably go for the little needle, the little sewing needle that you brought. And just, um, and sterilize it, maybe, with a little fire. <laughs> so, and uh, then I'm going to poke it as I have a bajillion times and drain out that fluid and then, uh, you know. Bandage it up. Okay, so let me let me now apply this scenario to another scenario where you okay. are hiking up the side of a mountain mm. and you were without water for a long time. Ooh, do you drink the fluid? What fluid am I talking about? Oh, the fluid from my blister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, dude? Where do you where do you come from? <laughs> I think I'd rather drink my own pee than drink that. Okay, yes, yeah. good clarification. Yeah. So I think I love that you said that you sterilize it. That's true, and you can definitely use the, the you know the match. That's kind of your go-to the fire. Correct. So far, you're two for two with fire, but you could also use those you know those alcohol or antiseptic wipes as well to, to kind of sterilize it too. So good. Yeah, that's true. Good job. All right. Uh, one of our friends, Jared, has excessive bleeding from a deep cut in his calf. Ooh. What do you do? From deep cut in the calf? Is it? Is there something yeah. in his calf still, or is it just like? No, it's just like the wound is deep. The wound is deep. Yeah. I'm gonna apply some pressure, so I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna get my. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, okay. Are we talking like deep? Is any he, he needs stitches deep? Possibly, yeah. Although he's not get he's not getting stitches because, you know, we're not anywhere near a place to do that. Bummer for him. I think um, yep. the first thing I do is I uh, put a I put some get the gauze out. I put some severe pressure on it. Try to wrap something around it to. Get the uh, the pressure on the wound okay. directly, and uh, right. start with that. I would say so absorb. And if I if I can if I if I whip out my um, mini bottle of hydrogen peroxide, then I'm going to clean it and okay. then add the pressure. That's good. That's probably like what that I would do. Yeah. And so as you continue to apply pressure, he continues to hike with your hand on his calf, squeezing it. Is that fair to say? No, I said I'm going to tie it off. Like maybe oh, I take off. off okay. Maybe I rip my t-shirt like He-Man and then wrap <laughs> it around his, his calf. You know, All right. something like that nature. Yeah. No, I think that's good. That's good. One type of bandage that we would likely have with us too. This was not on our top three or top four of the list. Is a butterfly mm-hmm. bandage, which can oh, kind of squeeze yes. the skin together. So yes. if you didn't have one, I, I like what you did. But if you had the butterfly bandages, and we have not had to use those, thankfully. But that's mm. what they before I put, put. Depending upon how you know long it is, you put a couple. I actually them, so. a funny story. Actually, funny story. Not really funny, but I actually have you had to use those before. Uh, I used to be a diving teacher, and a girl hit her head on the diving board and split Ooh. her head open, and we had to use some of those to. Okay. You know, that's yeah. pretty. But those things work really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, no they're strong. So stronger than the white tape, anyway. Derek. I think you just passed the trivia. Congratulations. Whew. Yeah. I'm survival. Yeah. I'm survivor man. Thankfully, these aren't common things that happen out there, but you never know what safety issues are going to arise. That's true, Carl. That is true. I'm here for you. I will provide you with a shock blanket or a jacket when you get your tip. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks again, guys, for hanging out. Put us, uh, put us. 
throw anything on the Facebook page um, in response to anything we were talking about today, whether it was uh, Carl's iPad issue or or not or whatever. Love to love hearing from you guys. Any kind of stories, um, anything you want to add or take away from the first day kit that you prefer or don't prefer, throw it on there. Throw us a review on any of the forums, and we will see you guys next time. Remember, guys, it is not. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Backpacking, unless Carl has antiseptic wipes. We'll see you next time. I want to fly. So, Carl, he didn't want to say this because he gets really embarrassed, but he always carries a big tube. I know, I'm saying the word big tube and Carl because uh, I asked him, like, Carl, what about saving weight? He's like, Derek, this trumps all weight. I need this cream. It's a cream, and it's a hemorrhoid cream, guys. He needs this giant hemorrhoid cream, and uh, it's saved him. It saved all of us a few times because I'm like, I'm not... I'm not putting that on. You know what I mean? Like, that's on you, buddy. So bring that tube. Handle your business. Let's get down the trail. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.